<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Our guest today is Mike Lindell, MyPillow founder and CEO, and you'll hear him describe his encounter with FBI agents who surrounded him and his hunting pal in the drive through of a Hardy's restaurant in Iowa while Mike was there on a hunting trip. It's an amazing story, so you don't want to miss it. And we'll be talking as well about the upcoming midterm elections, now less than two months away. And will the vote count be honest or be rigged? And why the Dems were the most energetic critics of electronic voting from the early 2000s right up to 2020. What happened and why? I'll tell you, I don't know the answers yet, but we're working very hard to get them. All that and more coming up on this episode of The Great America Show. The stock market has been hammered. Investor concerns about the slowing economy and accelerating inflation creating volatile sessions and ever more stress in all the markets. Bond yields through the roof. And if you're looking for a place to put excess cash, if there's ever such a thing, Look at Treasury bill rates, if I may say. Occasionally, I point out trends in the markets, investment opportunities that I believe to be attractive. Today is certainly one of those times. The six-month bill now yields almost 4%. Treasuries are, in my opinion, a nice, warm, safe place for your money right now. And especially soothing to frayed nerves when you hear our impaired puppet president talk like this. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just a, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. Not soothing at all are the voices of our two top constitutional office holders expressing themselves on our Biden-ordered wide-open border and the Biden-sponsored invasion of two million illegal immigrants. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present our President and Vice President of the United States. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never happened. There are fewer... There are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. We have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border 
and that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. Folks, I'm sure we've all noticed with leaders like those two, our White House has been turned into something of a comedy club. But all the jokes are on you and me, and they're lousy jokes. The left in this country is as ugly as can be, so it's just as well they're not self-aware. Think of this. The Marxist Dems are apoplectic, angry as they can be, that Governors Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of Florida are shipping illegals to some of the most popular tourist draws and luxury resort areas in our country. Now, remember the left just a few years ago was screaming bloody murder because the Border Patrol was putting illegal immigrants in cells and cages, some calling it inhumane and even torture, right? Now the illegals are being sent to the playgrounds of the rich in Martha's Vineyard, Washington, D.C., and near Biden's vacation residence in Rehoboth, Delaware. You call that torture? Anything but. Nonetheless, the left is just screaming. They're a finicky bunch, and of course, they're talking about suing DeSantis and Abbott. And so the partisan battles go on. Well, the battles started by the left. And our guest today is well acquainted with the partisan battles. He's in quite a few of them himself right now, fighting for electoral integrity, being targeted by the FBI for crying out loud, for speaking his mind and exercising his First Amendment rights. Mike Lindell is a great American, a Christian, highly successful businessman, a vigorous supporter of President Trump, and now he's suing the government and the FBI for confiscating his smartphone, accosting, as I said, Mike and his hunting partner in the drive-thru of a Hardee's, for Pete's sake. To tell us all about it now, we have with us the great Mike Lindell. Mike, great to have you here with us. You're suing the U.S. government. You've got Alan Dershowitz on the case. I believe the audience would like to hear, first of all, all about your encounter with the FBI before we get to the lawsuit. And let me ask you a few questions as we go, because I want to know what they said to you when they pulled those three cars, as I understand it, surrounded you in the drive through lane of that Hardee's. Well, here's what happened. At four in the morning, I uh, I called my buddy the, the night before. I said, hey, there's it was early teal season. It's a kind of a duck down and, and uh down in Iowa, that's and I said, hey, we get the, it's one of the last days we can go down, let's go down in the morning and go teal hunting. It's about a two and a half hour drive. We left at 4 a.m. and we headed down there. We were, we got nine of the ducks. We were three short of our limit, but I said, I've got to get back for filming with those entrepreneurs and their U.S. products for my store. For my store, we were actually doing filming right. that day. Well, then we got halfway back we drove halfway back, and we were both hungry. I said, let's go through a drive-thru. We, we picked a Hardee's, um, and we pulled into the drive-thru, ordered our food, and and some of it wasn't ready. But we've all been there when they say, hey, pull ahead, and uh, and uh, I'll bring your order out to you. But the strange thing was there, too, is I looked in the mirror, and there was nobody behind us. So I'm going, well, that's fine. And uh, so I pull ahead a little bit, and... Uh, um, so another car could get before the window. Well, at that time, about that time, we sat for maybe a few, you know, 20 seconds or so, a car pulled 
perpendicular in front of me sideways. And I go, I go to my friend, I go, um, and the guy wasn't even looking at us. I said, something's going down. I mean, I mean, I've been in situations and my whole life were a strange situation. It was a deviation, put it that way, Lou. Well, then another car comes flying up beside us to our and blocks my pickup in from, from the passenger side that he was on. And then I look in the mirror and uh rear view mirror and it comes one's coming up the drive or the the drive through from behind. Now I'm boxed in and I said to my friend, I said, I said, these are bad guys, something's going down. Well, I had no idea that they were FBI, and they certainly didn't. I, the last thing I thought was there was any law enforcement involved here. So I, I opened my door, and I, and I stood up, I said, and I yelled loud enough so hopefully they'd hear me inside the restaurant and in the parking lot. And I said, I said, who are you and what do you want? And they said, and the one guy in the, the front of me said, we're FBI, and we need to talk to her. We're here to talk to you. And I said, I don't believe you. Show me your badges. He showed me his, and then the one to my right, I said, I want to see yours, too, and that this is from afar. And he showed me his, and I said, okay. Um, and I said, so they said, we'll back up, and you pull over right here. So I pulled in between them and in the other lane, out of the drive through lane. And then they, uh, um, they got out. Uh, there was at least four uh, that I seen because then it became very focused in a – in a tight group by my driver's door there as I got out of my pickup and my, one of them grabbed my friend who was very shook up uh, in, uh, in, uh, grabbed him? Huh? What, what do you mean grabbed him? Well, they, I mean, not grabbed him. They, they took him and started asking him for his ID and all this. And they, they asked him if he had a, a gun on him. And I said, well, we have all kinds of, you know, we have guns in the back seat. We're duck hunting. You guys obviously know that if you tracked us. You know, I started I started doing the talking, going, What are you doing? And he and my friend, he goes, they, and they uh then they, they brought him to the back of the truck and I didn't uh I don't know what uh you know, that conversation what happened back there, but they uh then three of them kind of surrounded me by the door and started asking questions before Are you still it. in the drive through at this point? No, no, no. They had pulled they pulled over into the lane. Like if you were gonna go around and bypass the drive through, now we were in that lane, you know. Okay. The lane to the right. And they and then I'm but I'm drilling them going, show me your badges again. So they showed me their badges again. I'm going, Okay, um, what do you want? And they had to say, Wait a minute, you guys followed me duck hunting? I said, uh, you know, I, I just could it couldn't wrap my head around I got you know, being this happening in a drive through in the you know in the middle of the day of going what you know if you want something to ask me questions, um, why not come to my office? You know, I mean it was just kind of give you a call. What what the yeah, heck? Yeah, give me a call. Study? It's not like I mean hard to find. I mean they know who I you know I think they know know who I you know that um, I'm not I don't hide from the public at, at all. Well anyway he they uh, then they started asking me questions. They said you have evidence up on Frank's speech my website. Uh, they asked me about a Dominion. It's inside a Dominion machine. Uh, oh, no. This particular one is from Colorado. And I said, yeah, I said, the evidence. I said, don't you guys, you guys should carry. At first I thought, you know, what are you investigating Dominion and the machines? I go, well, heck, I'll give you all that info for free, you know. <laughs> and uh, But they then they asked me about my airplane. They go, you fly around the country in your airplane 
And I go, why do you fly so many states? I go, that's really none of your business. I go, you're trapped to be you. there too. And the guy goes, yeah, we, uh, but he goes, Mike, the public can track your tail number. And I go, I go, well, as long as you asked, I said, I'm flying around for the last year and a half, talking to attorney generals, crooked secretary of states, politicians, people on the ground, trying to get rid of these electronic voting machines and, and, uh, and go to paper ballots and hand count. And I said, you guys know that's what I've been doing. Why do you ask something so stupid? And then he goes, uh, well, what about Colorado? Then he asked me about, you flew to Colorado a couple of times in the last uh, four well, wait, or five months. Can, Mike, can I ask you just a couple of questions here? One, has he at this point shown you a search warrant or anything? No, no, absolutely not. No, no. So you're no, just talking away with the FBI? Yeah, I'm just talking away. I'm pretty, I'm pretty transparent, Lou. I got nothing to hide. No, I know you are. I, but I got to say, I'm a transparent fellow too. But after watching what these folks have done for the last six years, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't utter a word to them. Yeah, uh, no, I, you know, I got when you got my attorney. Hide, see, I'm, I'm a little different. Like even with the media, I mean, I mean, I've. I'm wide open. I have nothing to hide, and everybody here it is. And uh, so with them, you know, um, I was actually, to be honest with you, Lou, and I even told the FBI that. I said, are you going to arrest me? And they said no. And I said, it's funny, you guys, on my show the last couple of weeks, I kept saying on my on my Lindell report, I said at least three or four times, I wish the FBI would come and bash my door down or invite me to the January 6th committee because I got all the evidence. And I want to get rid of these machines. And maybe, I said, maybe then Fox News and Newsmax and places like that would actually talk about these machines for once. And I actually said that on my show. Maybe it would take something like that. For, and uh, the FBI, he says, uh, he says, well, no, he says, we're not arresting you. And, the, and I said, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Lou, it was almost like, you know, something had to happen that I wanted Fox News and the media that has not talked since September or since February 4th of 2021. It's very sad that when they started lawfare that nobody nobody would talk about it anymore. But anyway, he uh, so now he had not shown me any search warrant. I'm uh I went back and forth. I said, well, you guys know I went to Colorado. I spoke at the Colorado Capitol. Then they asked me about uh, Tina Peters when I first met her. And I said, you guys already know this. I met her at the Cyber Symposium. I said, I don't know what you're in here. But every time they asked a question, I would, I'd give them about a five-minute answer. I'm, I'm trying to, almost like trying to tell them, like, why, why are you guys doing this? I said, you're they're letting you're weaponizing it. The FBI, the government is, and you guys are going after citizens. You're, you know, bashing people's door down like you did Sharona Bishop. That's what he said. Well, she didn't open her door fast enough. I said, well, you didn't arrest anybody. I said, this is like Nazi Germany. The, he goes, he goes, um, well, he said, we're just doing our job. I said, that's what the Gestapo said right in the beginning of what happened in, in Germany, in Nazi Germany. And I, and uh, we, you know, I was just, it was kind of a back and forth thing. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, I didn't mean to, or see, he said something about um, being scared. I, I think they might've looked at my friend and I said, you know, I said, I, you know, I expect some, you know, craziness like this that you guys are doing. But I said, my friend, I said, what you guys have done there. I said, this is disgusting. And, uh, well, then they asked me a few more things. They asked me a couple names. Uh, the physicist, Doug Frank, they asked me, 
when I first met him, I said, well, I did a movie with him called Scientific Proof when he uh, he had all these algorithms that come right from the state. Then they asked me about Dennis. Or, uh, we brought I brought up, I think, Dennis Montgomery. I said, all is he's a whistleblower for the government. We have his stuff's under a government gag order in uh in Nevada, and I told the FBI that. Then, Lou, I told the FBI, I said, does this involve January 6th? And they go, no. And I said, well, why don't you call a couple other FBI guys if you're not going to arrest me and have them bring me to the January 6th thing? I said, I would love to show up, even though I wasn't there, show them all this evidence so that it goes, that it goes bye-bye. And then I said, do you FBI guys realize that on, on June 26th of 20." 21. You guys finished a six-month report on January 6th, and you said there was absolutely no collusion between Donald Trump and his supporters. And this is where it all should have went away. Instead, there's people still sitting in, in prisons with violating their rights. And I said, and you're sitting there with this big charade of a committee, and they go, Mike, we don't, that's not us. We have nothing to do with that part. You're not, this is not why we're asking you questions. I said, well, then, then what are you getting at here? And uh, so we are about 25 minutes or 30 minutes into this conversation. Oh, and then he brought up, he says, he says, uh, well, can you go hunting? And meaning, can I have guns and with your pass? And I go, what? I said, have you read my book? I said, I used to be a former addict, but I said, I found Jesus. And I said, and I said, he goes, yeah, my brother read, read your book and it changed my, it changed his life. And I start, then I started witnessing it to him, Lou. I figured, what a great time to witness the Lord to these guys, right? And uh, and so I'm talking to him about that. Then he finally goes, well, Mike, we got some bad news. We're going to take your phone. And I said, you're not taking my phone. And the guy goes, yeah, we have a, that's when he first said we have a warrant and a subpoena. And he pulled out these papers, or I guess another agent walked up with these papers finally and he hands me these papers and I said, you're not taking my phone. Everything I do is on this phone. There's passwords that aren't in a cloud and my hearing aids, everything runs off this phone. I don't use a computer. I don't use a laptop. Five companies I run off this. This is my lifeblood right here. And he goes, no, we, and I said, yeah. no, we're taking the phone. And I asked him, I said, can I call a lawyer? And he said, no. And I said, the, the hell he says. Yeah. He says, you can't call a lawyer. And here's what I said to him, Lou. I said, so you're telling me that you're not going to arrest me. But if you did arrest me, if you did arrest me, if I get you to arrest me, I can call a lawyer. But, but you're saying since you're not going to arrest me, I can't call a lawyer, but you can steal stuff from me. And, he, and uh, you know, I mean, it, there's no logic in that. I go, there's got to be something you're violating here because I'm not, if I don't give you my phone, can I get arrested? You know, I, I literally asked him this and he goes, well, he goes, no, he goes, no, but we're taking your phone. I said, well, I'm calling my lawyer. We argued for probably, I'm not kidding, probably a minute or two at least. And he, and he said, uh, okay, call your lawyer. I put the lawyer on speaker and the lawyer says, well, it was Kurt Olson. And he said, uh, I said, I got the FBI here, Kurt, they're trying to take my phone. Um, and, uh. He went through, they, he, he read the part of the subpoena to him. He goes, well, Mike, just give me your phone, and I'm arguing with my lawyer. I said, I'd rather be arrested. And he goes, no, no, Mike, just, just give me your phone. And I'm going, and I'm all I could think of at this point is, is um, what am I going to do now with these uh, 
um, with the stuff that's on the phone. So I asked the FBI if I could do a, you know, check and see the backup on the phone. And he said, no. And uh, um, Kurt was still on speaker. I said, I need to see when the last backup was done. And I said, there's stuff in here I can't, that aren't even in the cloud. I said, you know, I have files in there, Lou, that I can't even wire, wire money right now out of a couple accounts because I don't have those passwords that were in files on that phone that aren't in the cloud. But anyway, we argued, Kurt hung up then. Then the attorney, then the FBI, they gave me a sheet of paper that says, um, whatever, you know, we would request that you don't tell anybody about this uh, because it could jeopardize our investigation. It's You're not only under any obligations. Uh, oh yeah, they wanted me to keep, to not talk. And I go, I go, what is this? And they go, they go, yeah, you're, um, we don't want you to say anything. And I said, oh, you're going to be on the 6 o'clock news on my show for all this corruption. And he goes, well, Mike, what do you mean we're corrupt? I said, you guys are doing work for, my guess is Dominion, a machines company we've never, no one even heard of till now. And you're being weaponized by the government, by uh, that the government, which would be like Jenna Griswold in uh, the Secretary of State of Colorado. I said, I said, this smells of that, of that. This is good, for you. good for you, Mike. You know, good for you. and uh, and uh, and I went right on my show, Lou, as you know. And I said, they, the the FBI said not for me not to say anything, but I'm going to talk. You know that I'm not going to. I'm. You know, I, I can't. I can't believe anybody would ask you not to talk. They don't know you very well. <laughs> That's what I go. I go. I don't care if I talk. Will you put me in jail? So it would maybe make Fox News. Well, you know, I want to say this before we get too far, and I forget. I am so grateful to Tucker Carlson. Both nights when it, he broke the news right when it happened right. on his show, and the next night, Lou, he did a 15-minute segment about the machines. The word Dominion was even said. He had Kamala Harris recorded saying we had to get rid of the machines. I don't know if you've seen that, but that right. is a big breakthrough, everybody, that Fox News actually talked about these machines and this, and they, you know, these voting machines, because we have to get rid of them to save our country. That's the bottom line. That's what I told the FBI guys. That's what they're trying to stop me from doing. I've been. It, it comes right on the heels of requesting these cast vote records from all over this country that 100% show machine manipulation, and it's 97% of all the ones we've went through. I was just a reporter for CNN. Oh, 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 say, 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 say that. Over, say that again, please. So the the cast vote records, everybody, it comes on the heels. I, at the Moment of Truth Summit, I, I told the, the, the public, I said, hey, you guys, go out and get the cast vote records because if there is mach- computer or machine manipulation, this 100% shows it. You can't, you can't, there's no in between. Either you have um, corruption or you didn't have corruption through the machines or computers. So when I did that, Lou, I was it went everywhere, and these are your these are the Freedom of Information Act, everybody. So you you have the right to these, and uh, well, went out everywhere. Well, the media didn't know what to do with it because they're going, uh oh, wow, this is showing that uh, there was a computer that they were using these machines for com- and computer manipulation. So they didn't know how to attack me. So the media started attacking, saying Mike Lindell put out this request and. And now these county clerks are so busy. They're just so busy and they don't know what to do. It's jeopardizing the 2022 election because they're trying to prepare for it. Well, I just got off the phone with CNN 
right before coming on your show, and she was calling me about the Cast Boat Records. And I said, ma'am, I said, let me tell you, San Francisco Township in California, even they, they just put it right up on their website because it's under the Freedom of Information Act. So they don't, they don't get any requests they get. They go, look at our website. I said, they have the common sense to do that. And it's, it's hitting a button on a machine. But, Lou, I also told CNN the findings so far, which they're not going to print this. Here's the findings, everybody. We have now gone through 600 and I believe 40 of the counties. Remember, there's 3,000, I think, 200 counties in the U.S. We have now over 1,200 uh, cast vote records, 1,200 counties. We have went through 630. Of the 630, it's like 604 are compromised, and they were used, uh, computers manipulated the vote of the 2020 election, 100%. This doesn't lie, and this lady on the phone, she goes, well, what are you going to do with it from CNN? goes, what are you going to do with that information? I said, well, people are going to, I said, people are going to take it to their sheriffs and their county commissioners and say, we don't want those machines because this happened in our county, uh, these non-residents have voted, which they didn't vote. They used their name. People that aren't alive, they just used their name. And these were felonies committed within those counties, but not by people. There was people that were running the computers. And so all, all you can do to prevent them, let's get rid of the machines. So they, uh, and I said, also, we have preliminary injunctions we're doing. So these states get rid of them from the top end. It's kind of one's going from the bottom up, one's coming from the top down. And then I told her, she said, well, why did you put all the requests and why are the people giving it to you? And I said, because I asked for them, because they said they were going to be deleted, which most of them were on September 3rd. In our country, yeah, you yeah. have to hold your evidence for 22 months from an election. And they and I said, we now we have at least over a thousand preserved and many other citizens out there preserved that. We cannot let the 2020 election just go away because we have to show everything that happened. Then I told her about the the primaries, everything that's happened in the primaries. And uh, it was quite a conversation with CNN, but, but they, are they taking you seriously or are they just uh, saying, you know, it was a, uh, there was no rigged election and it's just false. Uh, well, with CNN, well, it, remains, it remains to be seen because as this FBI thing happened, you know, I told this is what the media finally was talking to me, Lou. The media had not talked to me since the moment of Truth Summit. So I got, you know, one of the good things that came out of this is the media, I was the number one story in the world for like two days about this. And so I was able to talk to the media and say, hey, don't you guys care about your country? We got to get rid of these voting machines and computers. And they're going, and you know, I'm not just saying this because I got a $6 billion lawsuit. I could care less about that. That's going to, they're just trying to push the clock out. I said, I'm never going to lose those. I have all the evidence. And then I told him, I said, I have Dennis Montgomery evidence, a whistleblower for the government. I said, that's sitting in, a, in Nevada um, where they have a government gag order on it. We're waiting for that to be lifted. And then this is all goes away. I told CNN, I'll be vindicated. Everybody will be vindicated. But we but said, we're trying to save our country to get rid of these voting machines. Now, did they take it serious? It remains to be seen. But my biggest thing is even Newsmax had me on. I couldn't say anything that rhymed with Dominion or Smartmatic, but 
or ESNS, but I was able to talk about what happened with the FBI and why they stopped me. Now, they stopped me, I believe, because I'm out there putting out cast vote records. I'm out there wanting to get rid of these machines. You know, Lou, if you go back a year and a half, I went back and I looked at people's social media, including mine, um, even though I, my Twitter's still up there, even though I can't use it. All the things from back then are still up there. Anybody that talked about the election being a, being a crime or, or that there was sucker books, uh, uh, drop boxes, or, or, they, or all these different things, those are still up there. But if you mention machines, if you mention computers, it's been completely scrubbed from the internet back then. And from these, from these Twitters and Facebooks, they've completely, you can't even watch to see what they covered up saying was false. And so this is the big elephant. They don't want, they want to keep, they want to steal our country. And they've done, so far they've done a great job. The Uniparty, the CCP, the Deep State, they're all in cahoots on this. And uh, um, it's got to stop. Well, let me ask you something. I, now, I want to make very clear to 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 my audience. Uh, I'm named in one lawsuit uh, that by Smartmatic against Fox, and I am a witness in another lawsuit against Fox in Dominion. Uh, and and but we're going to talk about this. I'm going to avoid any uh, uh, any uh, well, whatever conflict if there is. But I, I think this is this is just too important not to to go through this. You said that you believed the FBI was operating at the in, in on behalf of Dominion. Is is that in I mean do you really believe that they're uh, operating on that basis? Yep, oh, 100% what? I do. I really do because then this comes out of Colorado. Um, I believe a lot of this was based in Colorado. Two of the people were there from two of the FBI. This was Colorado FBI and Minnesota FBI and and Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State of Colorado, she has committed felonies with Dominion, Lou, because they deleted the 2020 election and they called it the trusted build. Now, the evidence we have up on Frank's speech, we actually have what Tina Peters, remember, she's the gold star mom. She was just a, she had never had a jaywalking ticket in her life. And she uh, was a county clerk, and the public came to her and said, hey, we have a problem in the, with this election. And it wasn't the 2020 election. It was a county county board election in 2021. And they said, we have a problem here. And Tina goes, there's no election crime. I do a good job and all this. And they said, no, we want you to look into this. So she looked into it and all this. Well, then, then all of a sudden she suspected when Dominion and, and Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, ordered the trust to build and you got to realize these dominion employees they you know they come out they do these things this is all a, they're working in cahoots they do they do what they do the they do the uh, most of the employees that work they're actually their own employees we have we have given our elections to vendors like dominion ESNS smartmatic i'll give an example down in alabama um, the ESNS employees there that came in and uh, uh, they were doing checking out all the machines like before this these primaries this summer and they said hey we welcome the public to come and try and do the machines and and to watch how we're gonna you know um, check them for quality control 
Well, the, the citizens of Alabama went there and they put they brought paper in with them just off a typing a copy machine and they stuck them in and it accepted them that they were ballots. And and now the the, the the employees didn't know what to do with the vendor company, so they um the um John Merrill, the Secretary of State of Alabama, got wind of it, and he said, "Get the public out of there! Don't let them put any more paper in there." But we got it on film. I mean, these are the things. These it's it's yeah. sad, Lou, that in our country, that companies like My Pillow, Made in the USA, get attacked, but. Companies like Dominion, ESNS, Smartmatic, Heart, Diabold, all these companies that that our government, that we paid for as a people, that we can't look in these machines and we can't have. What if you had computers in your business and they said, hey, we see some we see some anomalies here, some deviations, and they go, I'm sorry, you can't open them up and, and double check it. This is where we're at, and this is disgusting. Well, and, let me ask you this, because no. no one has worked on this harder than you. But one of the questions that keeps coming up in my uh, analysis of all of this uh, is right now we do not have evidence uh, in court anywhere because Sidney Powell, uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, they just simply did not deliver on the evidence that they had said working for the president. Well, let me finish. Right. Working for the president of the United States. Right now, we do not have that evidence. Uh, it, let me put it this way. I don't have that evidence. I have uh, everything that's been written up on it. I have data points. I have reasons to uh, reach a conclusion, as you have, that electronic voting uh, is a, at the very least problematic and not the best possible system uh, to count our votes based on what we've seen. Uh, this, But the second part of it is the the idea that these we're we should be focusing on these companies and I, by the way i think we should be focusing on dominion uh, we should be focusing on esns and heart they had processed 90 and think about this ladies and gentlemen 92 percent of the votes cast in 2022 were cast uh, on those three companies machines those three companies they are private companies and they are, uh, I guess some could say, understandably, very protective of their proprietary software. But the truth of the matter is, we don't know what's happening. And as, as Mike was saying, there are secretaries of state who are in charge of their state's elections, who frankly are very suspect in their relationships with these private companies. And no one, I mean no one in the national media, is focusing on it. I'd like to, and if you... Mike, I'd like to just read this one line from the New York Times on the 14th of this month. Uh, This is uh, headlined, Federal Investigation into Colorado Clerk Reaches My Pillows, Mike Lindell. I want to go down to the bottom of the third paragraph in this story. And this is a news story, folks, and remember that. And I'll name the reporters, Charles Homans, Ken Bissinger, Alexandra Berzon and Alan Fuhrer. This sentence begins, by seizing Mr. Lindell's phone, federal investigators brought into the case one of the most prominent purveyors of pro-Trump disinformation about elections. The warrant used against him went even further, placing him on a list of what it described as several, quote, co-conspirators, end quote. 
that is a pure statement of, of nonsense. And right. it's appearing in a news article that is supposed to be independently objective, and they're calling him a purveyor of disinformation. Uh, that is the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen, and it is nothing more than a propaganda machine when it uh, permits that kind of language. Now, what is, what co-conspirator? A co-conspirator in what, Mike? Right. Well, here, let me ask you about, about three questions there. I will say this, too, by the way. Uh, the Charles is coming from the New York Times. I told him to come here, and you can see what I'm all about. And I said, you know what? So he's coming here tomorrow, spending a whole day. Great. I'm letting him talk to my employees. He can. I said, you can you can do whatever you want here. I said, I said, conspiracy of what? I said, I got evidence on January 9th of 2021 of massive, massive machine and computer crime. I went on Jimmy Kimball. I told Jimmy straight up. He said, Mike, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was uh, Donald Trump, I said, would you still be sounding the alarm? I said, absolutely, I would. They came, uh, the New York Times, I mean, the uh, Washington Post and Political came to Minnesota and said, come on, would Mike really be sounding the alarm if his friend had won? And they all said, absolutely, he'd be sounding the alarm. It's who I am. And I would never, and I'm never going to back down from that. Lou, you brought up a thing about Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Let me tell you, everybody, about the evidence in this country. Sidney Powell has more evidence by, by, she got more evidence poured on her, as did Rudy back then, than any crime in the history of the world. They had all this. If you remember, there were four hearings that Rudy and Jenna Ellis had where no media showed up. Only RSBN and OAN, Fox News and Newsmax did not show up. They did not get this on there. Arizona called, Doug Ducey in Arizona called the state good about two hours into the evidence being read. Now, I will say this. You are correct in there is no, everybody really listen to this. Every single judge in the United States of America since November, since this happened, from the first case to right now, has kicked the can in something called standing. They never, ever looked at the evidence. They're using a word called standing. You have no standing. You have no standing. So they don't look at the evidence. They kick it down the road. They kick it out on something called standing. You know why? Because they're fearful. I believe they're in fear for their families. I believe that, you know, they have grandchildren, children, neighbors, friends, family. They don't want to be the first judge. They're, this runs so deep. And so it, it is, it's unbelievable what I have found. These are hundreds of cases, everybody. Okay. We just had two, two preliminary injunctions in Arizona and Alabama. Both judges kicked it out on standing again. And here's what I encourage everybody. Pray for your judges, their families, their friends to encourage them. I want, I want everybody to encourage the judges just to be judges. Don't, don't kick that can. Just have the courage to look at the evidence and say, hey, we got to get rid of these machines. And Here's, it's that simple. Yeah, it, 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 well, it's that simple and it's that, and it's that complicated. I, I think you would agree. Uh, because I, when you talked about Sydney and Rudy, uh, and I think they're both great Americans, but I know for a fact today that they did not deliver on the evidence that I was promised, at least, uh, at one point uh, in that uh, time frame. And I know that it was a, a, it was only within a month's period of time going from right. November into December, but I was promised. 
that they would deliver it. Uh, right. And, well, I was specifically that Sidney Powell would deliver it. Right. Uh, I asked her to come on the show with the evidence, and I, I told her that I, it, frankly, I didn't have authority to say this, but I said it anyway because I meant it. Uh, we'll get whatever time it's required, even if we have to run over. I, I don't know if my bosses at that point would have found right, that right. particularly <laughs> good, but uh, I, I meant every word of it. But I also meant that I wasn't going, I'd given her every opportunity, uh, every opportunity to produce it. Right. She did. Well, and right. I begged, but let me finish. Let me finish, Mike, yep. because if they have it now, why in the hell do they, excuse me, why in the world? Do they not put it on the web, put it out there for everybody to see? Uh, this is not a time any longer for people to be carrying forward uh, a statement that the, you know, that the uh, machines are corrupt or whatever. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I, I've been reporting on electronic voting, by the way, since 2003 or four. Uh, I, I'm not exactly new to this, but I have to tell you, it's a complicated issue. And what is going on here is beyond uh, uh, bizarre because we don't have transparency around those machines. Right. And we don't have regulation. There's a, uh, an outfit called the Election Assistance uh, uh, Agency for the federal government. By the time you get through with all of their qualifiers, all they are is a, uh, a hub of uh, outsourcing to laboratories to test, and they don't tell you what the results are. And the results, if you, they do tell you, they say they can't. Uh, validate it's a joke what's happening in this country and it's a terrible joke on the american people because we are the butt of that joke uh, that's we right. have got to get in control of it so there there's just no oversight for accuracy and to have private companies people have to ask themselves why are all these companies private companies aren't they public companies right. because public companies would have to be far more transparent and these private companies have an obligation that, in my opinion, they're not meeting. And right. that is uh, letting everybody, uh, at least in the state, uh, uh, secretaries of state, county clerks, all who are in uh, election commissions, all who are running the election, to get involved. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want to be right about this. I'll tell you the truth. I'd love it if this is just all well, one big misunderstanding. Well, well, but the evidence that I've seen says we have a major problem. We have oh, a right. oligopoly that controls our machines. We have no one who controls the oligopoly. And by the way, that 92% of the vote handled by those three companies, I'm highly skeptical that we're getting always the right result in each machine. No, you're, and we're not. And here's the thing. When you say, um, when you say that, um, you know, that this evidence is out there, why don't they put it out there? I, I have it posted on Frank's speech. I have what's inside the machines. We have access to um, to five different machines that there were there. The ones posted right there inside the Dominion. This shows the 2020 election being two sets of books. But you know what, Lou? Nobody, the media doesn't talk about that. The media doesn't talk about, Sidney Powell's got a website there. And all the evidence just piled up there, um, uh, you know, that she has on her website. And, and right. they don't report it. What happened right. was... Maybe, with... maybe, I, maybe it's because I fundamentally uh, am a journalist uh, as well as an opinion host. Right. It's not enough to just stack this, this junk up there on the air. Uh, 
there's got to be an intelligent and discreet job of editing it and explaining it and showing well, the conclusions that are reached. Uh, and I and I just haven't seen that, Mike. I just well, haven't you seen did, it. If you watched the Moment of Truth Summit we had a month ago, I, we went through all 50 states and I had lawyers on the stage the next day go through that. I had Clint Curtis, who set the first algorithms, go through it. We showed the image on, on stage. We showed all this stuff on stage. But the problem was nobody reported it, including Fox News, including Newsmax, any of it. And Google suppressed me. Now, by this FBI thing happening, that's what I say. Fox actually started reporting this. I think it's baby steps, but if we don't have... If it doesn't get out there, it doesn't matter how much evidence we have. I've had evidence of this since January 9th of 2021, and I spent over a year trying to get the word out. The, now, a lot of it is suppressed with because of that government gag order, but now that we have cast vote records, this is 100% evidence, and this is what they're afraid of. 100% evidence. Lou, it's like this. How many people do you think know about the Democrat in Georgia that got zero votes in her own precinct, and they opened up the machines and they found that she had 3,700 votes, went from third to first. How many know about the other Democrat that got 1,600 votes and she wasn't on the ballot, and they looked inside and they said, wow, you, this other guy they didn't want to win, they were giving her votes to this gal that wasn't even running, and Brad Rassenberger called it a programming error. These are things, if they don't make the news, that's why I don't, you know, for me. It's who, who, did Brad, who did Brad work for before he was there? Brad Rassenberger, the Secretary of State? Um, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know, but I know he's got some huge ties to Dominion in China. I mean, they made deals. Him and, him and Brian Kemp, the governor down there, that's like the... I mean, the crime capital of the world, I can say that because, I mean, these guys, what these guys have done, and part of the biggest cover-up of the biggest crime in history, and and you're down there, Brad Rassenberger polled at 36% the night before his election a couple months ago, and he got 51%. And they and we've, we grabbed it, we have the cast vote records, it's 100% evidence that a computer did these algorithms, and and it would win in a court of law, but no judges accept this. And when you're running your own election like Brad is, you can look into the other two, which she did, same time frame, and say, oh, we found this and this. But your own election, you say, oh, we're not going to look at this. And then and then the public, I get the public to reach out for cast vote records and, and, and Freedom of Information Act. And then instead I get attacked by the media and I have FBI coming to get my phone to intimidate me that I'm going to quit telling people to get the evidence. I mean, the thing is now, Lou, you know, you not only talk about these monopolies, do you know every vote in this country goes through something called the Edison Report in New Jersey? Every single vote goes through the Edison report. Then it goes all out to the media. Now, those are very similar the way that's fed through to our cast vote records. So when you see in live TV and you see CNN, maybe somebody's votes go from, they go down 10,000 that you just see and go, what? That's weird. That can't happen. That's computer generated. It's impossible. So this, we do have all the evidence we'd ever need. I have so much of it. It's piled from here to the moon. And, uh, but okay. and then until, that, a judge, until a judge looks at it, until a judge starts, one brave judge is all we need, Lou. 
and it comes tumbling down and we can get rid of these voting machines and get people in power that uh, that want to get rid of these machines altogether, which both at the one time the Democrats really wanted them gone. 54 countries have been taken by the machines. This goes back to Venezuela. Now Australia's gone. They don't get to get their countries back because the people in power that were selected, not elected, are never going to vote these machines out ever. Right. Right. And, and and maybe not here ever if we don't figure out uh, what to do with that evidence uh, on the web. Yep. Uh, and so to that end, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I'm as frustrated as you your lawsuit. Uh, I want to get back to that in a minute, but I want to get through this a bit first, if I may. The The idea that the machines are unregulated, there is no central authority. There there are, you know, the, the central, the, uh, edu, the election assistance uh, group uh, is, is available, but it is, like I said, it's just functionary. Then you have uh, CSIS, uh, yep. cybersecurity and infrastructure, excuse me, in, in uh, Homeland Security, they don't do anything. And they and they say that everything was just fine. And we find out later that uh, it was far from fine. That's right. And they came out with a report. They, 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 that department came out with a report about three months ago and said, hey, these machines, they got the Halderman report and said, these machines are are um, vulnerable. And then I was at a hearing down in Louisiana three months ago, everybody, and this is posted on Frank's speech, and ES&S was there, the owners of ES&S, two of the owners, and they got up before that committee, and the Secretary of State, um, he, Secretary Kyle, asked them, he said, uh, why are your machines, are your machines vulnerable? Can they be hacked? And they said, Every single voting machine can be hacked and is vulnerable. At least they didn't lie. Thank you, ES&S. Now, Dominion was there, the biggest cover-up. Their longest-running partner is Louisiana. And they brought up things that said, how come when we got a report from our own government that these machines and from a lawsuit in Georgia saying these Dominion machines are vulnerable, they should not be used. How come you guys, when we reached out to you, you never responded, Dominion? And they did not have an answer. The guy goes, well, I wasn't with this, with Dominion then, sir, but I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that. These are machines we all paid for, everybody. We paid for this. We paid right. for them, and they're not letting you're not letting us look in. I don't. Nobody. Their proprietary software that goes one ballot. This is what it is. It's there. This is all a big excuse. But we already know what's inside these machines. We already have it. It's posted up on Frank's speech. It says inside the machines. You can see it there. There's two sets of books. I've offered Lou. Do you know that I offered lead stories? This is Alan Duke. He's the he's the owner. Him and Martin, they own lead stories. They're the Facebook fact checkers. They're so far left, you can't even go further left. I've called him a traitor to our country. I've called him, you can't imagine. Him and I went yeah. back and forth because he's covered up so much evidence where he says this, this is false information. I gave him. I gave him the images, the data inside the machines, gave it to him, and I said, Alan, you can be a hero to our country if you just, when you look at this, I'll pay for your cyber guy if you want. Look at this. And I said, and again, just for, tell the whole world. He looked at it, Lou, and I have not heard from him since. My lawyer signed an NDA with him. He will not come forward. And it's this is where we're at. They don't want these 
this goes so deep that they don't want all this exposed. But I will tell everybody the hope. I want to tell everybody real quick before I forget, just like Carrie Lake, everybody, it's a lot harder to t- to steal inside the machine the day of the if you vote the day of the election. So everybody needs to vote in person that day, not one day prior. We watched Carrie Lake, Lou. We watched in real time because of that Edison report as those were coming out. We've seen it manipulated, manipulated machine, the algorithm. She was down by 10%, and it was 11 o'clock at night. I had Carrie on the phone. I go, well, here come the, here come the day of votes. And they started coming 70-30, 70-30 for Carrie. She passed her opponent up, up by 12,000 votes. They shut down the machines at 2 in the morning. They put paper over the windows again in Maricopa County. The whole world waited for two days this summer to see if Carrie, America's darling there, was going to win or what they were going to do if they were going to steal it. But they only had 90,000 votes left and a 70 to 30 ratio. They didn't. They knew if they, if they tried to steal that or what they did there, they were caught. She overran the algorithms just like the president did in 2020 when he overran the algorithms and they had to shut everything down and react to that. They didn't have enough railroad track left to steal, enough of the race left to steal those five states. He would have won all five of those states in spite of the algorithms. And um, and that's what we got to do this because we got rid of a lot of the machines. I think there's over 100 counties so far in the U.S., but um, there's obviously over 3,000 that are going to be using these electronic voting machines in this in this. Uh, and this the most important midterm election in history. And um, but I if everybody yeah, votes in person. Yeah, I, I think that what Mike is saying, by the way, is exactly right. You have uh, you have to vote if you can on the day of and you'll at least get uh, a, a verified paper uh, uh, audit uh, piece of uh, verified audit uh, uh, paper uh, that you will have to prove your vote. Uh, right. it's, I, I'm not quite sure, frankly, if that's a solution either, by the way, it, it, but it's better oh, it's, than, it's it's not better a than solution, anything else. Right. It's not a solution, everybody. We're just hoping to get through this if they without uh, them stealing everything oh. because they're not going to let up. There are you, remi- be- you reminded me of something I've got to say now before I forget yep. it. Don't accept anything from your Republican local chapter that is an absolutely straightforward and if you want to volunteer you get there and volunteer yep. there should be putting up paper around a window and not having republicans there uh, as well as democrats i don't know of a single instance where it happened that it was republicans putting up uh, cardboard and paper around windows uh it's always in my to my knowledge been the democrats get yeah, to the polls and work and be part of the process because there's nothing like prying eyes and a lot of sunlight to get rid of uh, the stench of corruption uh, and uh, just outright theft. Uh, Absolutely. Please, folks. Uh, I'm Absolutely. sorry, now, Mike, you go and, ahead. And, and, Lou, there's also precinctstrategy.com, everybody. If you go there, you can be a precinct worker, and uh, it's, it's, it's uh, so important, but the Republicans left hundreds of thousands of vacancies the last over the last decade. And we've got to fill them. Just go to precinctstrategy.com. You can become a precinct guy, like a, a precinct person, and uh, and really get involved. And I will tell every this. I'm going to warn the bad guys right now, too. Now that we know cast vote records prove 
100%, if there was any computer or, or any manipulation going on or any algorithms, we are going to be watching. We are going to be getting them. So I'll tell you one thing. If the, any any machine that that happens in, those cast vote records are going to be examined right afterwards. We do have a lot of states, Lou, where they've agreed where they're going to do. A lot of them are going to do hand counting anyway, in spite of the numbers coming off the machines, no matter how long it takes afterwards just to just to validate. So, you know. Um, on one hand, you kind of, you know, like I was hoping they would continue to cheat, which they did in these primaries, and continue to use machines, because if they would have stopped it and just said, okay, let's not do any more, they're on to us after the 2020 election, we would have lost our country forever. But they keep doing it, so we have one shot in history to get rid of these computers and voting machines. We are in an apex in history. The technology world where you have drones like Australia that fly down and tell you to go back in your house. Um, I mean, and robots coming and all this yeah. technology. Um, the, imagine having bad people in power running all that technology the, to policing and dick tyranny and dictatorship and this all this stuff going on. We have to. We get one shot to get rid of these machines because if we don't let if we if we if they're still here and we don't get rid of them now it's over our country is okay. gone it's a uniparty dictatorship um tyranny it's nazi germany period well the fbi is the gestapo right now and, yes they are and, and anybody who thinks otherwise i mean i i don't know anyone who thinks that the the fbi that one storied agency I, I, I've talked with a, a number of former agents who are just sick to their stomachs at what has become of that agency. Uh, and what they pulled with you is just terrible. Uh, I just want to ask you very quickly, uh, your lawsuit, uh, what is it you specifically are going uh, after? Okay, we're suing, we're suing because of what happened. Now, I told who are you, you suing? Who are you suing? suing the United States government and the FBI. Everybody, I what I've now that they basically defamed me there by getting uh by now I lost I lost four vendors that now they think I did something wrong, I lost uh, some financing with another vendor they the the, the bank the financial institute said we can't deal with you uh you know now that we now that this happened, but that's that's separate from that's uh that will be a separate part of the case that it could involve a monetary thing. But right now we're suing them for violation of our my first, fourth, fifth, and sixth amendments. Those those four, um, uh, and and I don't know each one how it ties in. All I know is I have Alan Dershowitz, Kurt Olson, um, these these lawyers. I have some at least six lawyers have worked four days on this, and they're some of the best in the world. We also are getting a. Um, um, it's going to kind of set a precedent of we're going into place we that haven't been gone before because of what they've done. They're, this is a this is new ground, Lou. This is when you're when you weaponize the FBI. Um, we're we're not leaving anything on. Um, um, we're we're uncovering everything. We're opening up everything so that's uh, if there can be a charge, we're putting it in there. So, well, good for you. I want to ask, what kind of damages will you be seeking? Do you know? Uh, it, you know that we don't know because we're going. They they're getting from. Uh, I believe this will be the second part of the uh, the filing. We're filing today or tomorrow, and then this will be the second part. All I know is that the drivers that were on there could be. 
and I could show a track record, they'd be tens of millions of dollars. What they, you know, you wouldn't think taking a phone is that little thing. It wasn't about the, you know, taking the phone. It's what it looks like, what it looked like to me now to the public. They've done everything they could to attack me, ruin my company, tried to get, uh, you know, Mike Lindell was an ex-crack addict. Mike Lindell was this. Maybe he's still on crack. The media has done everything to destroy me. They've done everything to destroy my pillow. But now, and they've done, and they had, and they did everything to try and destroy my reputation. But when the FBI comes on, and you go, well, Mike Lindell, now he's done something wrong. No, I haven't, Lou. That's like being falsely accused of a crime that you never committed, which everyone out there knows that. The good point here is, even there isn't a person out there that doesn't realize what went down here that the FBI is trying to do. They're trying to make it so just what just, but it did help. I mean, it did work. Um, there was five people, five vendors out there in a bank that said, you know what, Mike did something wrong now, we think. So let's let this unravel and see what well, happens. Shame, shame on them. I mean, shame really. I, yes. I, it's disgusting. Uh, the cowardice in this country. But I, I want to say, in all honesty, when when I heard that, uh, you know, that, that you had been uh, stopped, I'm sitting here thinking, my gosh, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, well, you know, the next, I guess, uh, is going to be a knock on my door. And I got to tell you, I, I'm not a, a, a man given to, uh, you know, to, uh, <laughs> I'll put it this way, wild concerns. But I'd, I just got to think about how I would react in that. And right. I would hope I would react with the same calm that you did. But right. this this is really dangerous stuff right now that these people are pulling. It's almost as if they're trying to provoke a violent response in the midst of all of this. They are, as you said, and said to their face, God bless you. You're, you're weaponized yep. by the Biden administration, and, yep. and shame on them. Yep, I have stronger language for them. Lou, if, it, Lou, if this would have happened at night, I'm telling you, I would have thought that they were there to come after my life, that they, that they were not law enforcement. I would have bashed between the two vehicles. My friend even said that. He goes, he goes, man, at least it didn't happen tonight because he goes, I know you. I said, you're right. I've been, in, I've been in this bad situations in my life. If you read my book, everybody, I would have bashed between the two vehicles. I would have went and sped down the road and hoped that a law enforcement officer, a highway patrol or a sheriff would have stopped me so I could say, hey, there's bad people chasing me. But who knows what would have happened. Now, they didn't show any guns at the time, but obviously they're the FBI. So yeah. if this, it would have been a whole different situation. And and uh, it could have even been bad there during the day, but my instinct said to yell so other people would hear and see what's happening. And uh, if well, you, I've got a, you know. I've got a question for you. We've got the highest crime rates in the country now in most of the urban areas of the country, the biggest cities, all Democratic run maybe one or two or not, but I think right. nearly all. Uh, <laughs> and we've got how many FBI agents would you say were there in those three cars? There was at least four, and I don't know how many more. Four that I seen directly, that the three that were surrounding me, the one that was with my buddy. Now, how many were out in other vehicles? I don't even know if there were more vehicles, Lou. We're trying to get the tape. We're going to try and get the tape from Hardee's um, and uh, – because, By the way, that's a good outfit you chose to dine with there. I yeah, they, I like Hardee's. I've always I'm liked a, eating there. I'm a Hardee's <laughs> fan myself. Yeah, they uh, they make those homemade shakes and uh, 
And uh, the the lawyer said, "Well, how long were you talking to him?" And uh, and that, and I said, "Well, my my Malta completely melted, and my burgers were cold, and and uh, I think it was upwards of almost uh, 40, 45 minutes total." And and by then, I don't know how many were in the parking lot. I mean, it created a scene, um, obviously with, uh, you know. Um, well, I I can tell you, I'd have been very upset if they had made, you know, if they had uh, treated me like that, and I'd come back to. Uh, Cold biscuits and gravy. I, I'd have, I'd have had a fit. Yeah. Well, then my friend, I don't even know. I can't in the in the midst of all that. You know, he's on the way home. He goes, "Why did they ask me my name?" Whatever. I go, "You're fine." I said, "You know, and here's a guy, you know, that I hunt with. For you know, I fish with. I everything with, and just one of my friends." And I'm going, "Wow, I wonder now how many of my friends are going to be afraid to afraid to do stuff with me now." I, I mean, this stuff goes to my It's head. a real concern. It's a real concern. It's a real concern because back when I was the only one holding up the evidence back on January 9th of 2021, I had friends of mine that would not take my phone calls and would not. I mean, a lot of them now they've seen me get through this, but this is a different. This is different now. This is saying, Mike Lindell, we're investigating him. He's done something wrong. And, well, you, you, know. you can call me anytime, anytime. 24-7 to cuss the FBI or whoever else is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'll join you in that. I, I'm, I'm so disappointed and disgusted with this FBI uh, and, and, frankly, the, the power structure of this country. Right. Uh, they, these are Marxist dims, straightforward. We're going into the most important midterm election in, I believe, our country's history. It may be, in point of fact, an existential uh, election. Uh, and I hope that everybody will follow your counsel and mine uh, to get involved with these elections. Uh, it is good versus evil, ladies and gentlemen. Don't yeah. let anybody tell you otherwise. It is Marxist versus uh, a great republic, uh, but it is also good versus evil at its uh, at its bedrock. I, I want to just ask you to do something for me, and we'll put it up on our website, and we will go through have your folks send us what they think is the most compelling evidence on uh, on these elections, uh, and we'll put it up on our website as well, uh, and okay. make certain that we are referencing it and get it uh, get it out. I will, I, just, I will. I will send you report number three, and uh, and then the uh, the inside the machine that backs that up. You'll you'll have it uh, within ten minutes. You're great. And Mike, again, I really I admire the fact you maintained your composure. Uh, we're level-headed through all of it. I, by the way, would not have expected otherwise from you, but I'm just so happy you were, uh, and you're a great example to everyone. No matter how frustrated and how put upon we are, uh, there's no excuse for losing one's composure, uh, right. even even though a little of it might be understandable. And well, uh, I tried to witness to them, Lou, so maybe they would have a moment there, uh, a God <laughs> moment where they would go, you know what? I said, you guys should become whistleblowers. I said, you can't morally deep down. I, I don't care if you say it's your job. You know it's wrong. And you can't live in something that you know is wrong just by saying it's your job. Lou, it's kind of like people out there right now that are saying, oh, you know what? I'm afraid. Well, you know what? If you're going to sit back and do nothing and you're not going to be courageous during this time, and you're saving your courage for a rainy day, shame on you. It's pouring outside. We get one chance at this, everybody. God gave us grace, but it's for right now. 
If you don't do anything and act now, even if that's just going to, you can go to my website and share and share and share. You can pray. You can tell other people that it's, you know, this is real. This is happening. You can encourage other people. Encourage judges, if you know them, just to be judges and and look at things. The judges have slowed the destruction of our country. They really have. This would be um, Glenn Beck went on at the at CPAC and he listed off all the great judges that have made decisions over this last year on things like the lady with the mask down in the that said on the airplanes down in uh, Florida that said no more mask on airplanes and and uh, but all these things and the, and judges independent things making on border. How about the judge that said, hey, if there's a hundred people in your company, you got to become a junkie. No, that judge said no. This is nonsense. It's against our constitution and these we really the judges we need to pray for them and we need to and people need to be encouraged that there is uh uh you can't just sit back anymore though this has to be all of us together and i'm not talking just to republicans or conservative i'm talking about this has been a people uniter one of the things that encouraged me is i have some liberal friends and democrat friends of mine and they've all said enough is enough. And they said that when this stuff happened to the our great president, Donald Trump. Now when it happened to me with the phone, they're going, where, you know, where does this end? I said, oh, they're going to come for you, too. I said, this is this does this evil holds no sides. Evil doesn't say, well, you know, look at, I think the politicians that have popped their heads up like Brad Rassenberger down in Georgia. It doesn't matter what's what what. Uh, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, I said this is good versus evil, just like you said, Lou. And we are we are in the fight for humanity, for all humanity here. This is uh, this is uh, it's the greatest time to be alive in history because we're we're God has given us grace, and it's going to be amazing when we get through all this, and we're going to look back and they we're going to say everything had to happen just the way God intended, even the bad things. Because I look at the other day when the FBI did this to me, you know what? Fox put it on and Newsmax, so that's baby steps where they maybe these things, this evil will start getting reported everywhere. And uh, um, so that's where uh, and spreading the word, everybody. That's what we need to do. Well, I want to compliment uh, Tucker Carlson uh, for yes. turning over parts of his shows for two days uh, to take up this issue because there has been a, a reticence, as you say, uh, and uh, at various networks, uh, yep. if not all of them. Uh, and it is good to see uh, uh, Fox step up in this way. Yes. Uh, it is, by the way, uh, wondrous and uh, delightful and uh, just outstanding for you to stand up the way you do day in and day out. And, folks, I do want to say to you, there's a reason that the biggest law firms in the country are coming after us. There is a reason that the biggest corporations in America are lining up to talk about the perfect election of 2020 because they are scared to death. Not of us or any nonsense. They're scared to death that the system that we have in place is about to be fixed. Uh, <laughs> and, and and that is a frightening thing. And, uh, you know, in the back of the 60s, I can recall, uh, uh, frankly, uh, a, a great expression. Uh, on the streets as people were doing all sorts of demonstrations for all sorts of issues, whether it's civil rights, whether it's Vietnam, whatever it might be, for it against. Uh, but don't worry, they, they said, uh, the cynics, all the major decisions have been made. 
Well, you right now, that's what's happening in this country. All the big decisions are being made uh, by the power structure. And this is not a country that is very comfortable uh, with that uh, uh, that idea. We're, we're about the consent of the governed, and the people have to retake this government. We have to retake this country. And the only way you can do it uh, is with the courage that Mike is talking about and, and demonstrating. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to say, uh, let's let's get after this because it we have to mean business uh, and do it right. And that's at the polls on November 8th. Mike, as always, thank you for being here. I, I, I appreciate your time and uh, all that you're doing for the country. Uh, God bless you. I, and I can't wait to our next visit. Well, thanks, Lou, and God bless you and all the all the listeners out there. Everybody, keep the faith. It's going to get better, better. I think we're. I feel greater. I feel more optimistic every day. I really do, Lou. Mike is a great American, a good man, doing everything he can for this country of ours. Thanks everybody for being with us today. Here tomorrow, our guest will be Russ Vogt, the president of the Center for Renewing America. And Russ has what I believe you will find to be fascinating views on everything from why Marxist Dems often outsmart Republicans, why his Center for Renewing America is suing the Internal Revenue Service, and why he believes the Republicans will win big this November, and much more. That's here tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, God bless you, and may God bless America.